0: From The Spy Who Came In From the Cold by John Le Carre. We have to live without sympathy, don't we? That's impossible, of course. We act it to one another, all this hardness. But we aren't like that, really. I mean, one can't be out in the cold all the time. One has to come in from the cold. Do you see what I mean? This is Gothic. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama. As such, it contains material, including our jokes, that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. First time this season, there are as many of us in one state as the other. (laughs) We are tied for numbers of cast members in any given state.
1: Now we need a college football game against the two.
0: <laughs> I bid you all, sojourners and cast, hello from the lovely United States Midwest, Missouri.
2: It's a place. Or it's a place.
0: to <laughs> be doing a, a Contemporary Now episode that <laughs> I, could, we, I could record from Macon? You could record
2: from Macon.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd have to use a hotspot on my phone. Uh, I will be lucky if I have the internet bandwidth here to make this happen tonight, so we'll see. Also, uh, sojourner's, I apologize for my audio quality. Hey, as long as it's not mine this time. Or mine. Or I have to talk really deep like this so that it comes out like it sounds like on my regular microphone.
2: <laughs> you sound like Zach Bacon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, everybody. Now here's what's gonna happen tonight.
2: I never believed in ghosts until I came face-to-face with (laughs) them.
0: We're gonna record, like, the next-to-next-to-last one of the season, I think.
2: (laughs) I take it back. You no longer sound like Zach Bacon. Yeah. You, you sound like if, if there was a character in the goofy verse that was mimicking Zach Bagans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you mean?
2: Next character voice. Just All saying. right. <laughs> Everybody's
0: on the Piscato Malo tonight.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: So tonight, Sojourners, we do return to the Piscato Malo. that freighter, that salvage vessel. Floating through space, well, no longer floating, having uh, picked up a bit of salvage, and then having encountered things that hitchhiked in on that salvage, uh, there's been a few issues on board the Pescado Malo. And now, with all of our crew, well, except for the captain, arrayed in uh, the shuttle bay where the last of the ship's shuttles. Has just launched, presumably with the uh, ship's good or not so good doctor on board, as well as a an alien xenomorph. Well, that's probably not going to go well for them. However, the ship's course is now set for a place called Wednesday Station, a space station in orbit around a gas giant. And as Patience was calling across the non-acid-destroyed comm unit for the captain, well, a different voice came across the comms. That of Jules. Well, we, the audience, know that it's Jules, but of course our intrepid Pescado Malo crew don't know who belongs to this voice, on the other end of the comms, who has just said that there is no captain wherever she is. But, well, there's her. So we pick up there with Lars and Bosco and Patience in Shuttle Bay 2. What do you do? Lars, you just scrambled into the room, looked around, and see what you have seen.
1: We should, um... We should get some w- weapons and find the captain i mean
3: i i uh, sure sure i I ain't got no better idea right now uh it's been uh yeah, uh-huh, it's been like that
1: cause I told everybody that something was chasing me a monster
0: we know also from patients checking the systems of the ship that the door to the med Bay has not opened that theoretically the creature that burst out of your pilot's chest is still in there. You have called for um, the captain across the comm systems. You did not get the captain. You got somebody else uh, who has just told you that your souffle is fallen. Hey, uh, anybody have an idea who that is?
1: It, it might just be someone from Wednesday Station.
0: Patience. Roll. Crap. I don't have anything in front of me. Uh, what would one roll? Patience. Um, roll crap. Roll crap. <laughs> roll crap. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, Patrick. I can't do that.
0: Here I am, 2,000 miles away from my alien RPG hardback book without a PDF in front of me. Uh, let's call it a ComTech.
2: Okay, ComTech. Wow, all them dice and no successes. Very uh, auspicious there.
0: Bosco, you do the same. A calm check, you say?
2: Calm check, check.
0: Uh,
3: Oscar's not certain he wants to.
0: So you have been able to reduce your stress levels by one.
3: Ah, in that case, it's still pretty high. Uh, well, it's two successes, but one face hugger.
0: Roll your panic check.
3: Oh, that's lovely. So I do nothing because that's freeze. Increase your stress and everybody around.
0: You freeze. Because this is what raises the stress of everyone around you. Because you know, Bosco, that you aren't within range of Wednesday Station yet. You couldn't be getting a communication that quickly back. And in fact, the comms that Patience was using were internal comms for the ship. Hey, no, hey, hey, uh, uh, You don't understand. They got. They got
3: to be on the ship. Hey, 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 there, there, there! Whoever that is, the uh, the with, with the voice and all, she, she's on. She's she's here. She's here. You got? Uh, no, look, 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 look! The comms, comms. Comm, that that's the ship. He's not making a lot of sense. Yeah, don't, don't don't you guys understand what I'm saying? The call is coming from inside the ship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, this raises everybody else's stress level by one. But what do you do? Lars, Patience, of course, your stress level does not go up because you mm-hmm. are not human. Mm-hmm. And you're missing an arm.
2: Yeah, I'm armless, as it were.
0: Been disarmed.
2: <laughs> Please identify yourself. This is Patience, engineer of the Piscato Malo. who is speaking. Oh, goodness, the ship has Patience. Oh, delightful. Absolutely. I just totally deadpan. Oh, goodness, I'm so
3: glad you're here. I was afraid you left in that shuttle I saw whizzing by so quickly. You're the crew, yes? I hope you're not the only crew. No.
2: Please restate. Who is speaking? Oh, goodness. My name is Jules. Jules? And they're
1: o- 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 on the station?
2: No. Oh, goodness, no. No, I'm here on the bridge. I come looking for you, but nobody's here. How did you come to be on the bridge? Oh, uh,
3: I walked. Briskly, but I walked. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, I admit I'm a little confused too. It must must be the must be the cryo sleep.
2: Can I s- oh? Can I see if oh? Okay, Jules, please stay oh, yeah. in the bridge. Close the doors and make sure that they cannot be opened.
1: I- is there anybody else in there w- with her?
3: Mm, I don't seem to see anybody. There seems to be a lot of stress on the ship.
1: Mm, yes. Um. Like we said, until we can make it to the bridge is there uh, the captain's not in the bridge with you
3: mm, i don't see him mm. unless he's very small i don't think he's here
1: you you should lock the doors until we can get to you ma'am
2: oh
3: splendid i'd love for some company i'm sure we have much to discuss
2: indeed
1: and and i give like the the, the cut symbol like the <laughs> cut the mic cut the patience
2: already doing yeah already uh taking my finger out
1: and I would like to go over to Bosco and try to, like, I don't know, um, calm him some down. If I need to, like, grab his shirt and pull him, like, right next to my face and and be like, Bosco, you need to pay attention. Where's the weapons?
3: Well, we- weapons?
1: Weapons? We need weapons, and we need to get to the bridge.
3: Well, there's, I, I mean, some pistols on, on the shoulders.
0: Command check.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, that's not gonna be great.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that wasn't bad.
0: Um one success. Bosco, you can choose here. I suspect you're going to want to choose to calm down a bit, which will reduce your stress level by one and unfreeze you. But it's gonna come at a bit of a cost, uh, perhaps psychologically, because it is Lars who is the one who is calming you down.
3: Uh, uh yeah, sure. We'll 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 do that. Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, weapons, 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 yeah, like I said, uh, the, you know, they keep a a couple of pistols stashed away on the shuttle, um, and he looks to the now empty shuttle.
2: Humorous moment where we all just look in the same direction.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: And any of the welders or bolt guns, we need to pick them up. We need to get to the, we need to get to the, we need to get to the bridge.
3: They hey 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 be down in the uh, the the engine room um with, with with her other arm uh uh i guess we could see uh if we can get through there uh
1: what happened
2: indeed i would like to rearm myself
1: Mm-mm, patience um whatever you are um what happened to your arm
2: the answer to your second question lars is that it was torn off by Lazarus Kane, that creature that I just threw into the shuttle and launched. And the answer to your first question is that uh, I am, of course, an android.
1: Right.
2: As you can see, if it helps, I have always been one.
1: Got it. Um, What can we do to save ourselves?
2: Well, unfortunately I wasn't programmed for rescue from hideous monstrosities, but this is my ship and it's my job to make make sure it functions, and it needs a crew to do that. Let's stay together, find those weapons, get to the bridge, and find this mysterious jewels.
0: <laughs> so you're going in search of a mysterious jewel. <laughs> We're
1: going in search. We are treasure hunters. We are searching for jewels.
2: It's really hard to say that in a, in a monotone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want something with which to defend yourselves. Um, there is, of course, firefighting equipment. No axe. I'm sorry,
2: Lars. (laughs) Aww.
1: I can have an episode without it. It's all right.
2: (laughs) Could could he have like a suitably ginormous wrench or something that would. uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he already dropped a suitably ginormous wrench.
2: Ah, that's too bad.
0: But there is firefighting equipment. There are, you know, various crowbars and, and giant wrenches and things like that. Um, in various uh, lockers and such along the way from the shuttle bay, which is on B deck, back up to A deck, and forward to the bridge. So you could pick up um, some items. As far as weaponry goes, as Bosco um, said, there's usually something stored on the shuttles. And there is a weapons locker. It is on A deck. It's one de- deck above you, and uh, and so thus toward the bridge. But it is only unlockable by uh, the captain, who has the codes.
1: Patience, is there any way to find out where the, the captain is?
2: Do we have any kind of, like, uh, computer, how many life signs are important? <laughs> or anything like that, that we can do? Uh,
0: that would be something that you could reconfigure the ship's sensors for, but you would need to be on the bridge.
2: Okay. All right. Once we get to the bridge, I can re- I can try to reconfigure the ship's sensors to attempt to identify and locate anyone else living left on the ship.
1: Oh, okay, Bosco, you, you ready to move?
3: Uh, uh, I don't know, man, but I'm willing to give it a shot. All
1: right. J- just stay close. We'll we'll pick up weapons on the way. And I'm on the way. I would just look for like anything, especially like in the room if they're is like a crowbar, even a fire hydrant or a fire extinguisher, anything like that, yeah. handy um,
0: at that moment.
2: I was just thinking the same thing that a fire extinguisher might be really uh, inconvenient to a xenomorph.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a fire extinguisher. There's also the uh, jack. Is it that Bosco used to Jimmy the door closed uh, that that broke it as a jack, but it can still be used as a as a big heavy mallet-like thing, and uh, there is a tool set, and it's a tool set where you can work on the shuttle, so it's got some big hefty items in it. So arm yourselves with what you would like out of that.
2: Are Are we headed back to engineering at all, or are we bypassing that? It's
1: kind of bypassing it. We're going up and over instead of back down.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah, we don't want to do that.
0: You're going up, you'll be going by medical, which is where Lars trapped... The creature that exploded up out of Javier's chest.
1: And as we move up towards, I would, I would lean towards going towards the weapons locker just in case.
2: Yeah, Bob I agree.
1: into the captain along the way. Am I leading? I'm leading.
0: Uh, Lars seems to have taken a bit of a lead here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you even made an effective command roll.
2: I'll, I'll bring up the rear then.
1: Keep, keep Bosco in the middle.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: You begin to make your way up to a deck. Lars, of course, leads the way not to the elevator, but to the ladder well, not willing to be trapped inside of a box, a very small box, uh, especially since it's kind of still creepy that Patience's arm is oozing uh, white liquid. But you make it to the ladder well that goes up, uh, one that you just come down not too long before, and you climb up it. And now you are in that junction. One way goes over to the med bay. Straight forward on the ship goes toward the bridge. The bridge in moments. But Lars, you know, patience said that the doors were still closed. But are they? Is the thing still in the med bay?
1: Uh, I would post up in the corridor kind of towards med bay. Uh, you go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll follow behind. I just won't to make sure, and I'd also start explaining what these creatures looked like, they were they were kind of like big insects in a way, it looked like they were giant black ants with different heads, but they looked kind of like humans um, so be on the lookout, um check your corners and I'll follow behind and at that point I'll let Patience take the lead and uh, take up the rear.
0: Bosco and Patience, you notice off to the right, off to the starboard side, there is a corridor that goes a little ways. It's always gone to like a uh, service closet, but now there's a wall missing and the corridor seems to go on around, curving around forward. There was never a corridor there
2: before. I like, you know, put my... Well, I I only have one arm uh put out my uh fire hydrant I guess to uh to stop them oh, and kind of <laughs> uh fire hydrant uh fire extinguisher is what I meant to say. There's a piece of fan art that I'd like to see. Uh anyway, um <laughs> just carrying a whole fire hydrant. Uh I kind of want to just like take a closer look and see if it looks like the door was constructed and it has has just been hidden like a like a like a secret passage or if the bulkhead itself has been melted by the acid blood into a space on the other side. It is
0: I'm not even going to make you make an observation roll on this one because it's it's fairly obvious that there was a false wall there.
2: I didn't know this was here.
1: Is this kind of a deja vu moment?
2: Oh, it totally is. <laughs>
3: I I don't remember there being a hallway here. Uh, Neither uh, do I. Uh, anybody know what? Uh, uh, how do you say this? What what the hell's going on?
1: Patience. That that was where Doctor Shaw had a, 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 some kind of secret electronic room. Uh, do you think we can use the systems to find Captain?
2: Maybe. Can I go check it out?
1: Yes. Watching the halls behind us as we like make our way that way then.
2: It's it's just one dead end hallway, right?
1: It goes into like a little room.
0: So, yes, it curves around the usual piping and such. It's obvious that this was part of the ship originally. In fact, it has the configuration of a med bay, but that's not the gear that's in here. The gear that's in here is Spartan but high-tech. There's a laptop system that's set up to multiple screens. It's, a, it's better equipment than what the Piscato Molo has on it. This is shiny, you know, inner world stuff. And uh, there's also some crates and such in that ubiquitous silver, plastiform, aluminum, high-impact, resistant stuff. Some of them have been opened, and you see that inside is that cutaway Styrofoamy stuff, the black that uh, has cutouts for some of the equipment that's in here, but also um, for some weapons, pistol, uh, knife, that sort of thing. Uh, those are missing from the, the one that's are- open anyway, yes. There is a case that looks like it uh, is, has not been opened, as if perhaps whoever was, uh, you know, in here was distracted or <laughs> somehow... Interrupted. I interrupted' <laughs> I'm doing what it was they were trying to do,
2: look at it, look at Lars. can you open that?
1: um, I mean, does it look locked?
2: It has the
0: two flip latches, like luggage has there is a key lock
2: on it, but it's not a
0: very i mean it's it, this is just like Samsonite luggage. It's not exactly uh this isn't exactly super high tech
1: um Bosco, what did you grab from the um from the cargo bay?
3: talking about weapons,
1: yeah, anything that you grabbed.
3: He just raises up his uh, his maintenance jack. You know, it's a big heavy lump lump of steel. I I always got this.
1: Well, I got this wrench. Does anybody know how to
3: to get that open? I I I can give a, I can give a shot. I I, I it's I, I'm good at that kind of stuff. That's I what would I try, be. but I
2: only have one hand.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the reminder. There. Uh huh.
0: This is surprising that this room is here, but it's been another five or ten minutes that nothing has tried to kill you. So everybody, go down one more stress level. Ooh, Three, like that.
2: Yeah, I, I might not be uh, stressed about it, but patience is definitely like, um, I guess, perturbed. You could say that this was here without their knowledge.
3: Uh, 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 let me see if I, I, I get this thing open. I, I, uh, I need to work on something. Um,
1: while he's working on that, I I just kind of turn to Patience, is there something we can do with that, as I point towards, like, the missing arm, or, I mean, the lack of that?
2: Yes, uh, if it hasn't been too damaged, I can retrieve the missing limb and, uh, eventually reattach it.
1: And that was, you said, back in cargo?
2: That was in the main engineering bay.
1: Engineering, got it.
2: Which, unfortunately, is out of our way. I don't think it's wise to divide ourselves at this time.
1: And you're um, functioning normally, then?
2: I would like to stop leaking.
1: I look around for anything that I can just clamp that line off with.
2: While he's doing that, I'm going to sit down and start looking at the equipment and see if I can parse what it's for, what it does, and see if I can do a... um, Ship scan, Captain, locate. Action!
0: As you are uh, looking over the equipment, patience. And as Lars is uh, taking the hair tie out of his hair in order to (sighs) clamp off your uh, hydraulic fluid leak. And as I have nearly made Jesse spit up the drink, he just took a sip of. (laughs) 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 Up in the bridge. Jules, you're in the bridge of a starship. What would you like to do?
3: (laughs) Well. Let's tinker around. Uh, Mostly she's going to try to figure out, like, you know. (laughs) Joyriding. Jules is all like, oh, I'm just going to take this mofo for a drive, (laughs) yo. (laughs) She's probably going to be mostly interested in, in, like, some hard facts first. Like, let's find out the date, uh, you know, location. And then probably even look up, you know, like, let's try to look at some ship's logs. Or uh, if she can't get that, maybe some personnel entries. Uh you know, any anything that's going to give her information that she might need. Jeez, that sounds like five Comtech rolls.
0: Do you want to do surface level stuff or do you wanna dig deeper into Comtech territory? Let's
3: start out with surface level stuff. She doesn't know how much time she has.
0: Initially it's pretty pretty clear from what you have here in front of you. Now you're in the bridge of what apparently is called the Pescado Malo. A very strange name for a ship uh the bad fish but here it's dark the only lighting the only illumination is from the the control panels uh that are arrayed in two different tiers uh a lower tier uh where it ha- there's a couple of seats for pilots navigator perhaps and then the seat you're sitting in the captain's seat which is on the upper tier uh, which has a smaller command console, but just as many lights flashing on it. And of course, the entire front of the Pescado malos Bridge is a wraparound set of shield glass where you can see out into the infinity of stars. And in fact, even the the basic ship's log stuff is available at your fingertips here. It's not kept behind anything serious as far as security measures go. It's like there's a yeah, there's a password, but there's also a uh, a sticky note stuck on the edge of the chair, and so it's easy enough to quickly flip through the ship's logs for the past day or so and read through them, skim them. You know, not get details, but skim them. These are not the captain's personal logs. These don't. These aren't going to contain any secret missions or anything like that. But it's uh, it's just the things that have happened recently. And so you get a bit of information here. You find out that this is the Pescado Malo. Uh, indeed, it is a deep space salvage vessel. Vessel? <laughs> it is a deep space salvage vessel. Registration number 3202201, brackets 05, brackets. And that they were on a salvage trip that. They don't appear to have gotten a lot from. They have a lot of gear here, but uh, they don't seem to have actually acquired a lot of salvage. And that this is a Kane Lazarus Corporation licensed ship. It's it's a freelancer, uh, but it is currently contracted on a long-term contract by the Kane Lazarus Corporation. Oh, goody. Sojourner Unlimited is the other uh, company. The other big company, and it's been on the decline. So there's really just Cain Lazarus. Uh, in fact, uh, Wednesday Station uh, is a Sojourner Unlimited uh, holding that was sold to private concerns. But who those private concerns are, eh, who knows?
3: Well, goodness! On seeing that, she's like, "Oh, thank heavens! A bit of luck finally. It's been, uh, been not a lot of that lately. Maybe things
0: are looking up." And then. Something like a day ago, a distress ping from a something uh, was detected by the ship. And the uh, ship redirected to pick up this new salvage, as it turned out, a cryo chamber uh, plucked from space, the cold depths of space. It seems to have been a functional cryo chamber, as you can attest. And that's about it as far as uh, what you can come up with quickly and without digging too deep.
3: I mean, that's quite a bit. I imagine it takes her uh, a little bit to have sorted that out. Oh, and by the way, she will have taken the recommendation and closed the door to the bridge.
0: It's one of those big valve door, and then it's got the, this big turning wheel handle on it that you spin to the right to engage the locking mechanism.
3: Oh, goodness. And In- an old lady shouldn't be doing work like this, but we must make two.
0: Now, that will actually close the door, but that can be opened from the other side. Uh, there are controls up here to lock the door, if needed.
3: Yeah, sure, look for those. It makes sense. Something seems amiss. I suppose I should lock it.
0: Easy enough to find that as well for jewels And uh, the quick punch of two or three buttons in the correct sequence, and clunk, 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 clunk three bars. Oh. Extend outward from the door. Perhaps I missed my calling. The only other information that you got is that currently the ship appears to be on a course set for Wednesday Station, a space station, around a gas giant.
3: Oh, this gets better and better.
0: Back into Parla Shaw's secret chamber. Patience. Tom, Tech up.
2: Okay. Three successes. Ooh.
0: Nice. Patience is rocking the uh, comms there. Here's what this gets you, Patience. You get into the system. Uh, You're able to break the security that Shaw had on this. What it isn't is hooked into the ship's systems. So you can't use this to do anything with the ship. This is actually sending signals to an exterior location. Oh. This whole setup is a long-range communications system. Carla Shaw was talking to someone.
2: Well, now I know why I wasn't aware of this system. It's not attached to the ship. It is, however, connected via long-range telecommunications. Turn and look at you. She was talking to somebody.
1: Can you find out who?
2: That's a great question, Patrick. Can I find out who? Did I have a good <laughs> enough role with three successes? Three successes,
1: uh, I think, with a little with bit With one of arm time. going crazy, like <laughs> yeah. showing off with one arm.
3: Like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Haha, you hackers that need four hands for one keyboard. I only need one hand for three keyboards.
0: The communication has several layer- layers of encryption, but it is... Nothing for you, patients, to strip all of that away. Now that you have the basics of the uh, security that this is operating under, and in fact, you've seen the uh, some of this encryption before. It is uh, encryption that's been embedded in the electronic communications and contracts from the Kane Lazarus Corporation.
2: Oh, she was using corporate encryption.
0: The final destination of the uh, chain of communications appears to be Earth, home of the Cain Lazarus Corporation. Or as they call it, um are in their own hallowed halls, the house.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was loud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow!
2: Kind of do that thing where I take my hand, singular, like dramatically, slowly off the keyboard, and turn and do a slow look, and just be like, "She was communicating with the corporation headquarters on Earth."
3: What? Well, 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 that that what? What for? I mean, can't they just do that anyway? Why do they need like another thing for that?
2: I can only surmise it was to go behind our backs.
3: Hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I. I. I'm just confused.
2: Can I find out the kind of information that's been sent back? Things like, um, if I can see what kind of data has been transmitted?
0: Yes. It's primarily been triangulation of locations of various ships that you know that the Pescado Malo has pinged in its rather erratic bee-like journey through some of the outer planets and systems. And that a lot of those are Sojourner Unlimited ship, uh, registered ships, but a few of them are USMC military transports.
3: Big
1: three. Huh?
2: Uh, last question. Is any of this mobile enough that I could pick any of it up and bring it to the bridge with us? Because I'm also worrying about uh, this person who's who's on the bridge without authorization. Yes.
0: However, you have to disconnect it from the integral antenna system that somehow, you know, somewhere goes out to some, like, deep space relay Mm -hmm. on the side of the freaking ship that you don't know about. But it has to, in order for this to be able to communicate back to, you know, Earth, direct, essentially. Yeah. Despite the clever misdirections, it's essentially a direct communication. At this rate, Wednesday station could be communicated with and yeah. and it would you would get back responses in minutes rather than the days that
2: it would take if you were trying to use the ship's regular communication systems. Well, the good news is we have not we have the ability to connect with Wednesday station now
1: like direct directly. I believe so. What is your um what is your directive, and can can you find out what Doctor Shaw Shaw's uh, directive was as well?
2: She appears to have been sending location data back to corporation headquarters. I can't speak for her motivations, other than that. As for myself, my job is to keep this ship flying, and I intend to do so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey. Is that the, motor, that
2: the motor crapping out?
0: <laughs>
2: I better go pull the rip cord.
0: That's not good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like <Jules>. a
3: lawnmower.
0: <laughs> on the bridge, Jules, uh, no one's shown up yet, knocking at the door or anything else she would like to do.
3: I mean, at this point, she's going to try the comms again.
2: Like, hello? Are you still on the way? Hello? Can we hear her in there?
0: Yes. Actually, there's perfectly good intership comms in this chamber.
2: For once in our lives, look at Lars and Bosco. Yes, we we should we should be going. We should get together. Being alone hasn't been good for us. Uh, what's what happened with the uh, the crate that Bosco is opening? Uh,
0: Bosco can get that open. It's just a cheap little lock on it, so uh, Jack can make short work of it. As long as you don't care about keeping the case intact. As soon as you pop that open. There is a. It's interesting because the case is long and narrow. It's not a sniper rifle inside, though. Uh, it is a double barreled shotgun.
2: I was kind of hoping it was an arm, but okay.
1: <laughs> I love the idea of seeing Bosco with a double barreled shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Does that um. boost his confidence and reduce the stress somehow? <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like, oh, thank God, a big weapon. Like, you see him pick it up out of there and go. <laughs> like, a, he's like a, all yeah. the other light phase away and it's just coming down on him and there's like sparkly dust mode swirling. I want to see
1: how Bosco reacts to this shotgun
3: uh, I'll do something cooler than if I actually look at his ranged combat score um, because the score does not reflect the confidence that he likely will so yeah you'll see him like his eyes light up when you open that case and you see the shotgun and you know you might actually start to reach for it, but Bosco just kind of almost rudely muscles you out of the way, grabs the shotgun, pulls it up, brings it up you know, almost to his chest, looks around at the both of you and goes to pump the shotgun, and you know it's, it's supposed to look really cool, like he does. He's going to look just absolutely badass, his big meaty hands wrapped around the shotgun, but when he goes to pump the shotgun, he clearly doesn't know how to do it because he didn't hit the release. And he didn't check to see if there's anything in it. So he tries to pump it. It doesn't go. It doesn't go. He pulls it up. He looks at it. He realizes it's a mistake, hits the release, pumps the shotgun once, then looks back like he did it correctly on the first try and smiles <laughs> and grins.
0: I love it. There is a box of shells in the uh, container with it. They are clearly labeled armor piercing. This is military grade uh, weaponry here. Uh, This isn't, like, a farmer's whale-shooting shotgun. This is a marine shotgun. ooh
1: Where was this Um, when we needed it? Deadpan look at Bosco at this point. You can handle that thing, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm certain I can.
1: All right. Get us.
0: There is a facehugger's chance that if this were to be fired in the wrong direction, you would put a hole through the bulkhead.
3: (laughs)
2: Oh. don't fire in the wrong direction Bosco
3: doesn't mention that
2: <laughs>
1: hey. alright let's get to the br- bridge Um, what do you need patients do I need to carry anything
2: you know I actually think we could leave everything here the doctor's not coming back after all
3: Bosco I got everything I need right here and he racks <laughs> the shotgun again
0: <laughs> picks up that shell and puts it back
3: in yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd right. follow Bosco leads at that point.
2: Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, none of us is standing in front of Bosco right
3: now. Yeah. <laughs> He'll storm yeah. out of there like he's ready to ready to party. He, he's right. confident. Like
0: it's nineteen ninety nine. He's <laughs> cocky. He knows what he's doing. Bosco. Patience, Lars. You head back towards the junction. Um, start back up toward the bridge. Lars, were you going with them or were you going to go check Medbay real quick?
1: No, just Still trying to hang by the back and looking behind us, looking for any of what I saw before, just in case. Bringing up the rear, taking a look out.
0: Give me an observation roll, Lars. Oh,
1: what is Lars' observation? That's shit. Um, oh, geez, okay. With my stress. <sighs> one success, one facehugger.
0: Before we deal with the panic aspect of it, uh, go ahead and roll me uh, five dice. Doesn't matter what they are. Facehuggers will just be ones; they won't care what his face is facing.
1: Roll five.
0: Yeah, roll roll me five. I just need to know what the uh, number of successes is.
1: Uh, no successes on that five
0: because sojourners. I also didn't bring any dice with me <laughs> here to the Midwest. Okay, uh, now let's roll a panic roll for you, Lars. As you see okay. something move in the shadows of the emergency lights as they flash down the corridor heading toward the mid-bay.
1: Panic is a D6 plus. My three panic. Oh, that's not good. Nine is a drop item. Increase your stress and drop a weapon.
0: So Bosco and, and patients are already headed down the corridor forward toward the bridge. Lars, you are at the junction. You glance down. The corridor toward the med bay because you can't help it, and because you you have today been too close to death too many times. And the shadows shift. You don't see anything specifically, but it's enough to freak you out. So I think that uh, Lars, you probably drop your wrench and hurry after the others, because it may have just been the strange shadows cast by the emergency lights. Or maybe not. The rest of you get to the valve that leads into the bridge. It is indeed closed. And you see that the uh, latching mechanisms have also been engaged.
2: Is there any kind of like uh, a porthole or, um, you know, front door peeking thing that we can see onto the bridge? Or do we just, uh, just have to knock? Oh, you absolutely
0: have to knock. A porthole? Well, somebody could shoot through that.
2: <laughs> I have one hand at the moment, and it's occupied carrying a fire extinguisher. I look expectantly at the other two.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll wrap it with the butt of the shotgun.
0: <laughs> that seems safe.
2: <laughs> Careful, Bosco.
0: Jules, there comes a rapping, a tapping, at your chamber door. Hello? Is somebody there?
2: Nevermore! <laughs> <laughs> quoth the android, nevermore.
0: Oh, there we go. That is the name of this episode. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what do you do out there? You hear this come across the door
2: comms. It's the ship's crew. Are you safe inside? The crew? Oh, yes,
3: I'm, I'm quite safe. Are you sure you're not some, some big scary monster or nothing like
2: that? Well, I suppose that would depend on one's point of view.
1: You might want to mention you're missing an arm.
2: I am missing an arm. Oh, Oh, I'm okay, though. Well, I suppose that's quite the story. Perhaps you should
3: come on in and. And she'll go ahead and open up the door. Moving in. (coughs) Shoving, shoving. Let's (coughs) go, let's go. Lock the door behind me.
2: As hurry, hurry as uh, quickly as possible. Oh, goodness. Well,
0: I'm so glad you're here. So, Jules, what do the crew of Pescado Malo see? It's been a while since we've done uh, descriptions. Maybe our listeners at home would also like a reminder of what everybody looks like.
3: You know, surprisingly, because you know, you don't see people usually uh, who are a little older traveling so much, especially in, in cryo sleep and in these situations. But she does uh, appear a little older. Uh, maybe a little, you know, soft around the middle. Uh, she's not your uh, you know, typical spacer who who tends to be a little more lean. She seems to uh, have enjoyed many a great meal. She has a fairly pleasant smile about her and a, a cherubic face. But uh yeah, she she is a little older. She's um you know still wearing the you know the, the, the basic outfit that you would have from, from cryo sleep, but you can see she's trying to take a little effort to uh fix her hair somewhat. as a matter of fact even as you're coming in you see her adjusting it a little bit. Uh, you know almost out of instinct, making sure that her her hair is is just fine, but if you can imagine you know maybe a a dear great aunt or or someone like that a a loving family member, she has all the appearance of what you'd expect to find at a holiday meal, not necessarily in the in the bridge
0: patience what are you what are you looking like, especially armless here?
2: Oh, Patience is uh of average height and indeterminate gender. I think that Patience probably has short hair for practicality's sake, and they've been uh fairly grimy on account of working with these big machines all the time, and so I imagine Patience with a um a certain level of of uh earthiness that just coats their entire person. I imagine dark eyes and intense brows. Also, one of their arms is off, and their side is just coated in a waterfall of white hydraulic fluid and varying levels of dryness, and uh, the hydraulic tube sticking out, the one that's been doing most of the oozing, has been tied off with a hair tie. Lars?
1: He's kind of a big, beefy, uh, southern kind of guy. Doesn't look too intimidating, um, but Looks like he gets thrown down if he n- needs to, and um, just turns around and tries to shut the door and
3: make sure it's completely locked. And Bosco uh, Bosco's also a pretty big, burly fellow. Uh, he seems like the the kind of burly fellow that you'd find in every uh, shipyard, every maintenance room, uh, every uh, you know dockyard or all around the universe. Uh, Almost so much so that he he seems to blend in just out of genericness, but uh, that does seem to be in contrast to his overall size. He's the everyman that is everywhere, uh, and he has the uh, typically the whimsical attitude to go along with it.
0: You all get into the bridge, and you get the door closed, and you're faced with this tourist?
3: Oh, goodness!
0: An android! It's been a while since I've
3: seen one of your kind.
2: Do a little head nod.
3: (laughs) So it looks like there's been an adventure.
2: You could call it that. Remind us how you came to be aboard our ship.
3: Oh, it it appears you brought me aboard.
2: Oh, yes, you said the cryo chamber.
3: Yes, I was on another ship, but it it seemed better days. Mm,
1: Where were you at before, ma'am? Ma'am?
3: Well, I was on another ship. I'm afraid that the the comings and goings of the space lanes are really not my forte, but I was, I was, well, I was headed to Wednesday Station, which is good, because that's where we're headed now.
1: Okay, wait, I'm confused now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, what kind of trouble trouble was your ship having, I will ask? It must Um, have been fairly dramatic, as we found you attached to a piece of bulkhead.
3: Oh, to be honest, I don't exactly know I was. sleep for much of it, but uh, it was a military vessel. Uh, it was somewhere near, what was the name of the system? Um, I believe they called it Trikai. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <They're- I> mostly <laughs> Sojourners, I would really like Jesse to actually make some of the exclamations <laughs> that he makes the motions for. <laughs> it
1: was a full-on F-bomb <laughs> realization <laughs> of... Certain aspects of the timeline that Jesse knows, but Lars needs to react differently.
3: So fuck. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Yeah. Oh, you see, I was I was hitching a ride. We're out to Wednesday Station, but oh, something went awry, and I ended up being ejected. M- m- what sh- ship were you on, ma'am? Oh, oh, it was uh, what was it? It was called the Wapiti. Ah. <laughs> Oh, it sounded
2: tropical to Patience. me. Is a delightful name.
0: Patience. Yeah. That is one of the ships that uh, Carlos Shaw was uh, pinging.
2: How long ago? It
0: would have been six months.
2: We crossed your path six months ago. According to triangulation equipment, we just discovered that our medical officer was hiding from us.
0: Oh, goodness.
3: She was hiding? But I feel like there's more to that story. What's yeah, Bosco doing
0: during all this?
3: Uh, Bosco's <laughs> trying to avoid talking to himself. Talk um, to yourself. <laughs> so he's going to stand there with a dumb look on his face and, uh, try to absorb what's going on. Uh, that's, that's a lot of stuff. And it's been a long day. And now there's some crazy lady on the bridge. Um, yeah. I'm going to go stand here and hold up this bulkhead.
1: Okay. Seeing that then, Lars changes his tact. I, 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 excuse me, ma'am. Um, where were you before, and what do you remember?
3: Oh, what do I remember? We were, like I said, we were on the Wapiti, and when things went awry, they put us back in our cryo chambers and sent us out in shuttles.
1: How did did you arrive on the the Wapiti?
3: Oh, I took another shuttle. <laughs> she's the- so literal. <laughs> I mean, it was it was back home, and it was headed toward Wednesday Station, so, like I said, I hitched a ride.
1: Okay, ma'am, let's start again from the beginning. Slight frustration you, you see growing in, like, okay. trying to process the jumps from here to there to there kind of thing in Lars's oh, brain. <laughs> like,
3: well, if we had time, I'd did, be...
1: Where did you start, ma'am?
3: I... If we had time, I'd bake you some cookies or some brownies or something. That always seems to calm the nerves, because I can see you've had quite a stressful day. But, you see, I was I was back home, and I needed to get to Wednesday Station. So I called in a favor and hitched a ride on the Whippity, and when something went wrong, and they launched me out of the shuttle, where, where you kind folks picked me up. I woke up, and nobody's around, so I found the bridge. Patience, huh?
2: I think that there is also more to that story.
3: Well, clearly somebody activated my cryopod, but uh, there was nobody there when I got out.
2: That wasn't the part of it that I was referring to. Average people don't just hitch rides on military transport ships. Oh,
3: goodness. I've I've never been considered average. I've always thought of myself as exceptional.
2: For what reason were you traveling to Wednesday Station?
3: Well, you see, I have uh, urgent business there.
2: What manner of urgent uh, business? Uh,
1: uh, yeah, what, w- w- where, why?
2: Who, hmm. <laughs> what, where? When, why? I
3: oh. suppose the business is a little personal, but I can tell you a little more.
2: I love that Lars came
1: up with that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, you see, I'm going to need to maybe ask a few questions of my own.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Well, What's your question?
3: Well, I admit you all, look. I'm very much shocked and uh, unaware, but uh, uh, I'd love to hear you say it. And if you're aware of any of the strange goings on in this ship,
2: I look very slowly down at my severed arm and then pointedly <laughs> back.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and Lars is all like bright-eyed, like, "How does she know about those <laughs> insectoid-looking mofos, kind of thing?"
2: Why, yes, as a matter of fact, trouble started when we brought on board a piece of salvage containing a functional cryo-chamber.
3: Oh, goodness, yes, that was me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You said something earlier about your uh, medical officer.
2: Oh, that's just a small part of our immediate problem. Were you transporting anything biological with you?
3: No, just me. They wouldn't let me bring the kitchen. Perhaps we
2: should know about?
3: No. Like I said, they wouldn't let me bring my kitchen. Not a single herb or spice. Love to have some nutmeg.
2: Goodness, <laughs> Always good cinnamon. in a pinch nutmeg. <laughs> a pinch of nutmeg.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm afraid I was traveling light, nothing but my wits.
2: Yeah, since I uh am capable of uh doing engineering stuff and having a conversation at the same time, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna just start on the uh, internal sensor sweep thing. Uh
0: okay, give me a com tech.
2: A com tech? Mm-hmm. One. One success.
0: Okay. Uh, it's going to take a little while, so you're working on it as you're having this conversation. So.
2: Yeah. Were you aware of anything on the ship that might have transported with you onto our ship?
0: Well, I mean, I suppose
3: possible, but uh, I was unaware of anything of the sort, but also there's questions about what happened with the Wapiti that uh, I don't know the answer to.
1: M- ma'am, to be honest, We've been dealing with some, um, I'm not gonna say alien, but it was aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
2: (laughs) Your hair is entirely too neat to deliver that line.
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The listeners don't know that. Uh (laughs) I suppose that would make sense. I vaguely remember a lot of screaming and shooting on the Whipidi before they launched me into space.
2: And you didn't think that was relevant?
3: Well, to be fair, I'm a little groggy and, you know, the sleep and all, but some of it's just now coming back to me.
1: Well, ma'am, I think that your problems may have f- f- followed you here.
3: Hmm, very peculiar, but I think the biggest mystery is, uh, I think there's a chance your med tech was hiding more than just a little, what did you say, a transmitter? Yes. Hmm, uh, by any chance you don't all know who you work for, do you?
2: We all trade glances. (laughs) We signed contracts for this salvage operation with Kane Lazarus, and communications from our former medical officer would point in the same direction.
1: Mm -hmm. Don't forget, we have many connections with our crew with the USMC.
3: Yes, yes. um, Well, my goodness, there's so much to take in. I think that. I think that maybe we should figure out about these, uh, this transmitter a little more. You see, um, well, our, our dear android friend over here is very astute and very observant. And, um, yes, of course, I haven't told you everything yet. Uh, we've just met, after all. <laughs> um, as I said, I'm Jules. Um, I suppose at this point in time, I guess I'm Captain Jules now, aren't I? <laughs> but, um, you see, the Cain Lazarus Corporation, they are my, they are my dear employer. So we all work for the same team, as it were. And what's most important is that I find my way to Wednesday Station.
2: This does not sit well with Patience at all, and I don't think they do a good job of hiding that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Lars is rolling in his eyes and looking back to Patience, like, yeah, 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 government conspiracy bullshit kind of, (laughs) like, look.
3: (laughs) Oh, no, I'm sure it's just your garden variety conspiracy, but... I'm, I'm afraid there must be there must be some spies along the way some people uh some people missing up the recipe. I highly suspect your good doctor may have been one of them
1: but why madam, do you need to get to Wednesday station?
3: Uh, like I said, I have urgent business there for the company.
1: You're not really filling in a lot of the holes, ma'am, and considering you were not. On this ship, to begin with, I, I, I'm curious about your intentions. Beep,
0: beep, beep, beep.
3: beep, beep, beep
1: what,
0: what's that?
2: Beep, beep, beep. beep. Did, did you all lock the door?
0: Oh, I locked we, the door. We did,
2: for sure, yeah.
0: Comes a sound from uh, the equipment that Patience has been working on, one-handed while also chatting. And Patience, it appears that there are, in addition to the four life forms. Uh, here on the bridge, there are at least four others on board the ship.
2: That's so many. That's so many.
0: (laughs) One of them is right outside the door. Oh, wait, no. Now it is right inside the bridge. Oh, but you don't see anything. But you do hear a scurrying or a scratching or something in the ductwork of the ceiling of the bridge. And at the Ah! same time as you hear that, as there comes a ripping and a tearing and ductwork and piping comes down in a rain along with a creature that is all whipping tail and flashing head, you also hear coming over the system
2: mother's voice Warning: Ship auto-destruct has been, been activated, by activated by command code Moses Franks One. Warning: Ship auto-destruct has been activated, activated by command code Moses Franks One.
0: As Wednesday Station appears on the radar screens of the bridge of the Pescado Mala, and we'll find out what happens on a future episode of
2: the oh! Gothic. Podcast. Podcast. That's the one. <laughs> Find out oh what happens next week on The Gothic Podcast. <laughs>
1: that was awesome.
2: The Gothic Podcast is a humor and horror actual play podcast produced by C. Patrick Nagel, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Fournaise, Jesse Baldwin, and Richard Southard. Season 3 of the Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Alien RPG, produced by Free League Publishing, and Monster of the Week, written by Michael Sands, and published by Evil Hat Productions. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland, and original artwork by Jared George-Art. If you enjoy the Gothic Podcast, please like, rate, and review us on iTunes. Visit our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds, and check out our Patreon page. Thanks! I can only surmise it was... Sorry, I'm so hoarse today. (laughs) I can only surmise... No, I'm kidding.